The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic to cosplay to Schitt's Creek to Supernatural and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. And welcome to this live stream of this random thing. We are going to be talking all about book adaptations. So we're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly is what I just, I don't know why I'm just going to that because I'm sure it won't get that. Or maybe it will. Who knows? I don't know. Paul and I are, are like, we're ready to fight. <laughs> ready to fight. <laughs> fight about this. So it should be fun. But now what I want to do is get to my panelists and have them tell me what they're into right now. Meg, who hasn't been on in 20,000 years, it feels like just because, you know, I get an onslaught of Meg and then a she Meg gets drop. tired of me and cuts me <laughs> off. She's like, you have to wait three weeks before you can come back at least. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> So Meg, what are you into right now? Um, so lately I have been into, I've been rewatching Downton Abbey because I haven't really stressed about stuff, so I haven't. Like when you're stressed, I don't, I can't watch new stuff when I'm feeling anxious and stressed. Um, so I've been rewatching Downton Abbey and like playing in my head what I think Carla would be live tweeting it because she won't watch it. Like, and I, and I've like, I pushed my luck with making her watch TV shows that <laughs> about rich white people <laughs> in period pieces far enough. So I've just been imagining what she's saying, and she is hilarious in my head. So I mean, you guys can all badger her to make her, to make her watch it. That would be that would be a great one to have her like MST3K. <laughs> exactly. I'm like yes. I'm watching it, and I was like, God, I would love, Carla would hate almost every single person in this in this show, but I, wanna... I would pay for her to watch it too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like, it would be so good. And I wouldn't even get like sad. Like I sometimes get when she hates characters I love. Cause I'm like, yeah, every, almost every single one of these people needs to get slapped mm-hmm. from time to time. So you'd be okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We all, I now know that pain of, <laughs> but she loved the show she watched, but she just didn't like certain characters. So I think we think we need to start a petition. Trying to try and get this. Uh, trending because she is so insightful and she's so funny and she's so like <laughs> cutting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get hashtag Carla watch Downton Abbey. Would that be the hashtag? Yeah. Hashtag Carla watch Downton Abbey. <laughs> get that trending. If I have other people hound her to do it, then it's not me doing yes. it. Right. 
Carlton Alp. I like that. That's perfect. That one back. <laughs> you start that trending right now. <laughs> <laughs> Work on that right now. <laughs> Love okay. it. And and Paula, you haven't been on in a while it's either. Been a while. <laughs> yes. So, what are you into right now? Uh, I actually. Um, haven't been watching a lot recently. I've been playing a lot of Conan Exiles. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's a it's a video game based on the Conan uh, Conan the Barbarian comics. Okay. And yeah, so uh, playing it with some friends, um, you can you know build bases and kill things and build things and all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah, we've been doing that a lot. So. Okay, yeah. so it's not like based on Conan O'Brien. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Wrong Conan. <laughs> it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger. What are you exactly, talking about? Exactly. Yeah, there's a there's a downloadable pack that you can actually get stuff from the movie and put <laughs> really? in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, are you are you going to be on it? Because we're going to be talking about female gamers. Yep, I'm on that one. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay, yeah. so we are talking about female gamers soon. I'm going to try and see if my panelists will want to do that one live. So it's up to. I mean, I know Paula's fine with live. So, and I can't remember right offhand who else is on that one. But definitely I, me because Angela. Oh yeah, I'm, so definitely I'm, Meg. I'm a really big gamer. <laughs> I Angela's on that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Not to and brag. Will do live, so. Not to brag, but I've reached the very end limit of what's available for my crafty candy <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> I've reached like I have to wait now for them to add more levels to play. So <laughs> I'm not sure if that's something I should brag about, but then you can come it's on that episode. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna talk about. I was like, well, you know, you make those three row three in a row matches. Sometimes you get five and things real start really <laughs> Well, you know, I felt really accomplished when I got through Plants vs. Zombies, you know, the first mm -hmm. Plants vs. Zombies, and I achieved and you went through that last one, you know, where the space alien zombie or something I remember, oh, wow. where he smashes you on the roof. I See, love that game. <laughs> We're doing book adaptations. You should do an episode of uh, video game adaptations, and we can all just oh, yeah. we can all just shit. <laughs> well, I no, like no, it. no, no, no. There was since you know we love Josh Rubin on this podcast. Werewolves Within was really good, so they can I'm be good. Super Mario Brothers, one hundred percent, man. I love that. <laughs> I, I was about to say Clue, but that wasn't a video game. That was a board game. Did it's they ever make Monopoly? In <laughs> Look, they made Battleship, okay? Oh, that's right. I haven't seen it, but they did make Battleship. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So Well, they're making they're making um oh shit. What is it? It's with Nathan something. I can't remember the video game, but they're adapting it and I think Tom Holland is playing the main character and I'm really mad at my like the underworld or under I don't know. Either way, I really, really like. It's the only video game I like. I've liked watching my husband play that in Assassin's Creed because I was like, "There's a story, yay!" <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, "Yep, there's a, this is awesome. I'm so glad this my wife's awesome. here. Like, I ship these two. Like, they really need to get." He's like, "I'm in control of this guy." So <laughs> <laughs> I can't go to all the brothels because you're bugging me. <laughs> That's Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Uncharted? 
Uncharted. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're making a movie. Uh, and I used to love watching that. Yes. Thank you, Bex. Someone knows. <laughs> I'm glad that there's someone who that. can listen to my like stream of consciousness <laughs> rambling and figure no, out. I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, what I'm into is we're going to be covering Ryan Murphy in a couple weeks. Well, I started binging Nip Tuck again. And let me tell you, <laughs> I watched that show when that show was first on and I loved it. And then I got sick of it. Because like a lot of Ryan Murphy shows, and you'll hear me say this probably through the whole four episodes that we do on Ryan Murphy, he tends to not know how to edit. He also tends to want to go so far out that he doesn't know how to rein himself back in. And oh my gosh, Nip Tuck, I forgot how absolutely insane this show is. The stuff this show does. And it is not a show that's easy to binge watch. I will say I had to take a break and go to the other show that I have to watch, which is Glee. So that's a totally different Ryan Murphy. It's a really good, like, just, sorry. <laughs> no, it's a really weird, like, combo. It's like, okay, I'm, listening, I'm watching something really dark and twisted. And now I'm going to go watch Glee. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Glee when you said something really dark and twisted. <laughs> oh, No. <laughs> No, Nip Tuck is, I mean, have either of you watched Nip Tuck? Mm -mm. I've seen a few episodes. I mean, there's the one episode that I feel like everyone who is a fan of Misha Collins has seen. Yeah, well, that's not, that hasn't been I haven't seen it. I mean, you can watch it right now on Hulu if you want to watch it before before this airs in August. So, not this episode, but before the Nip Tuck (laughs) episode airs in August. It's... I mean, it's seriously, I'm watching it like, what in the world? But Fergie, Fergie, who is a dog, whenever I'm watching it, she stares so intently at the TV screen, (laughs) especially when they're doing the surgery. (laughs) When they're doing the plastic surgery, she stares at the TV like, whoa. I'm like, okay, something's (laughs) wrong with this dog. (laughs) I'm like, okay, maybe I should like lock my door because she might come in there. <laughs> Just imagining a dog with yep. like surgical tools, <laughs> right? She's like, don't worry, I learned this on Nip Talk. <laughs> I grew thumbs just for this. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm sort of into those, but I'm also like, oh my gosh, this show is a lot. How am I going to be able to handle binging this whole thing in two weeks? Because <laughs> I've got, I'm on season three. So I've got three more seasons to go. And it's just, oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into book adaptations. Something Yay! really light and breezy. Oh yeah. So it's <laughs> a, It'll be a light discussion. <laughs> There'll be no arguing. None whatsoever. I I, don't, I I have no idea what Paula or you are going to say, Erin. So I'm sure there will never be any disagreements about anything. No. With my long list of book adaptations I love. And you I, guys are like, I have three. Yep. I, have, yeah, I have like nothing. Well, you can't really see it. But I have like hardly anything. Erin's like, I hate everything. <laughs> Carla just wants to see our pretty faces. So thank you, Carla. So everybody go out there right now and at the same time you're watching this. And then when you go back and you listen to this on the podcast, if you're just listening to this podcast version, 
because I know that's where most people probably hear this episode right now, but please go and get the hashtag Carleton Abbey trending, please. <laughs> Worldwide. She already watched a white show for you this year, Meg. <laughs> Carla, Carla, it's white people with accents. Yeah. Yeah, you can learn, get some more accents it's, into your... It's research. Yeah, into your bag for, for you know, helping you along so that you're not just doing Christian effing bail. There you go, everybody. There we go. <laughs> Christian bail but, for y'all. <laughs> yeah, Carla Carla wasn't here when I was just like, I've, I've used up all of my... Make Carla watch white people, rich white people shows. <laughs> I've used it all, so now I gotta come at her from the side with other people. <laughs> <laughs> come at her from the side. Sorry, that's okay. Okay, so let's get into whatever topic we're talking about. <laughs> Look at this scroll. Book adaptation. Okay, so let's start. We're gonna start out with the ones that you think you love the book and you also love the adaptation. So Meg, what what are some of those for you? Or say, name a couple. Well, first off, I'm really excited because it doesn't look like we're gonna be talking about Harry Potter at all. No, nope. we aren't. None of us <laughs> spoiler. Nope. Yeah, all of us before, like none of us have done both reading the books or watching the movies. So if you're coming here for that, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> So, oh, yes, Carla is the topic, her missing co-host. Um, yes, Bex, 100%. Pride and Prejudice, the miniseries, I have to be very specific. The Colin Firth miniseries, 1995. I love that one. All the other adaptations, like, I guess the Kira Knightley one, if you only have two hours and not six hours, yeah. But it, nothing is going to be, no one is Mr. Darcy except for Colin Firth, to me, now and forever. Um, and just to throw that in there, um, I actually really like most of the Jane Austen book adaptations. I thought Sense and Sensibility was really, really good with Emma Thompson. And I think the story behind Emma Thompson creating this movie because she wanted to play Eleanor and everyone said, you're too old. You can't play Eleanor. So she's like, fine, I'm going to adapt this myself. I'm going to write the screenplay. I'm going to get, I think it was her husband. <laughs> she's like, and it's a fantastic movie. Um, I really like the Emma, um, Johnny Lee Miller miniseries adaptation. I really, really like that. I also really like the 2021 um, Outlander. I can't not say Outlander because those are some of my favorite books. And it's. I was so worried when they made the Outlander series, when they announced it, because I was like, oh, how are they not, how are they going to not mess up like my favorite books? And they haven't yet, which is good. There's stuff I don't like about it, but I'm not someone who is like, if it's not, if it's not a perfect adaptation, um, I hate it. I'm not one of those people. I think you can love both mm -hmm. for different reasons. Bridgerton, I'm not saying Bridgerton's a great show, but I like it. <laughs> I'm going to take all of them. I'm gonna take, Bridget Jones's Diary is another one of my favorites. I really like that book. I really, really love the movie. I just, I'm in love with Colin Firth, I think is the, I can tell <laughs> the overriding, the overriding, uh, <laughs> the overriding theme here. Um, and I really like the Hunger Games. Those are, I think I'm going to shut up now for a little bit um, because I like, we're talking about ones that we think are better. So there I have other ones there too, but those are some of my favorite book adaptations that I could think of off the top of my head before. <laughs> 
And before we get over to Paula, um, so Beck said a series of unfortunate events, um, net, the Netflix version. I haven't watched that, so I don't know the name. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't read the books or seen the show, so I can't really. Yeah, and then Bex is basically saying, basically, you need to make it into a series for me to be satisfied. Is what Bex said. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair thing. It's really hard for me with movies that are adapted. Like if it's a short book, like I think the notebook did a pretty good job of adapting the notebook. Um, but when especially when it's something as epic as the Outlander or Game of Thrones, which I have only read the first book of Game of Thrones and I haven't finished watching the show, so I couldn't really make too many comments on that. Yeah. Paula, what are your, some of yours where you think it it was the best for your book? Okay, so I agree with Meg, Pride and Prejudice, the 1995 miniseries with Colin Firth is the only <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. There are no others. I'm sorry. They just, they're not. Most of, most of the BBC ones are, are fantastic adaptations yeah. of, of the Jane Austen books. Um, Good Omens. That was yeah. fantastic. And they're making a second season. I'm so excited. <laughs> I haven't read a lot of the Sherlock Holmes books, but there was a, a 1984 um, series that um, that was done starring uh, uh, Jeremy Brett as Sherlock Holmes that was fantastic. If you're at all a fan of Sherlock Holmes, that is a really good adaptation of the Holmes books. I know the new series Sherlock is, is great, but if you like the the older, more true to the the book style, fantastic. Highly recommend. It's and it's if, great. If you want to go the opposite way, I think Elementary deserves. Uh, I haven't seen Elementary. Yet, I I so. really liked it. I, again, I love Johnny Lee Miller. Yes, oh, Colin Firth and Johnny Lee Miller. It's like totally fair. I love fair. that Johnny Lee Miller gets a lot of love on this podcast. I will say so because he deserves he it. Deserves it. So Jer- Jeremy Brett then. So you love. Yeah, Bex is loving this episode. He was fantastic, (laughs) fantastic, like the definitive Sherlock Holmes in my book. Like I said, the newer the newer adaptations are great, but like he's like just the the standard to me for for Sherlock Holmes. He was great. (laughs) The Chronicles of Narnia. I know a lot of people didn't like the the movie adaptations of the books, but um, I enjoyed them. You know, again, they weren't the they weren't perfect adaptations of the books but i really enjoyed them i thought they were great uh one of the uh a newer movie um the martian i haven't seen or read yet i've heard it was amazing the movie or the book was fantastic the movie was just as good i i loved them both um so those are those are great if you haven't if you haven't seen or read either of those highly recommend those so um, and a childhood favorite, Never Ending Story. I read or I saw the movie when I was a kid, and I actually listened to the audiobook version as an adult, and it was actually really good. So those are those are great. And there's a lot more to that book than what you saw in the movie. There, the movie was just a tiny portion of that book. There's so much more to it. So if you haven't read the book, that one's kind of a fun one to check out because there's a lot more to it. I'm still traumatized from that movie. So, oh, definitely, yeah. Movie is <laughs> like, tell me, you're a traumatizes every child. <laughs> that movie was the best, though. That movie it really was. was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I didn't know you were a literature professor, Doctor Bex. That's why, Doctor Bex. Awesome. I didn't know that. So yeah. So this is totally. That's why, because. Bex thought that we had already recorded this episode last night. 
and was so upset. And so I'm really glad then because now, now, now I understand why you were so upset. I mean, I understand anyway, because missing us and missing, and if you don't get to see us, it's a very sad day. I understand that. (laughs) I've got, I've got one more. I've got one more. Um, Anne of Green Gables. There's, there's the old, there's the, the older, um, um, Canadian, uh, adaptation that they did um two movies actually they did three movies but that one the last one was terrible um so that falls in the the next category of disappointed um and then there was the the newer version Anne with an e which i love it was a departure from the from the original but also very good so well and i think that's a good kind of example it doesn't have to be exactly like the book to still be good and i see so many people who get angry about adaptations that are different from the book or are an adaptation not a word for word thing like you still have the book you still have that source material Mm -hmm. nobody is making you watch shadow and bone if you don't like the adaptation of um six of crows there we go and (laughs) and the whole book series um, but another one, I thought the Greta Gerwig Little Women adaptation, I thought was really, really well done. And I didn't think I could stomach another Little Woman <laughs> adaptation, to be honest. But I liked it. Yeah, I um, I can't even remember which adaptations of that I've seen because they just kind of all started blurring it's together. The, it's the newer one. It um, came out like um, a couple years ago. I think it was okay, like yeah, 2019. I, seen that one. I think yeah. it was 2019 that it came out, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it was a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so funny because I will say, spoiler alert, I think our lists are going to be kind of really different, which is good. I mean, <laughs> my list is going to be very different from Meg and Paula, I think, just because I will have a spoiler. I'm gonna not going to have a single probably Jane Austen thing on here because <gasps> I'm not a Jane Austen fan. <laughs> That's okay. okay. We've got okay. you covered. We got Paula, you covered. Paula Except for I, I like sense. I like, I do. I will say I love Emma Thompson's sense and sensibility. Yes. I will agree with that because I'm not big on period dramas like that. And I actually think that was a really, really good adaptation. So I think that was really good. Um, but that probably go more into the better than the original since <laughs> those aren't my kind of things. Um, but I'm, but okay. So ones that are great is, and we're actually going to be talking about Stephen King later this year. We were going to be talking about Stephen King sooner, but because I'm not going to be available and all this stuff, we aren't going to be talking about Stephen King for until September. But I think, and I have a story to go along with this, but I think Pet Cemetery is actually a really excellent adaptation. I'm talking about the original one from the 80s. I actually don't have a big problem with the recent one. I know a lot of people do. I don't have a problem with it. So, you know, that's just me. Um, but I th- remember I read that book, okay, and I finished it right when it came out. I was in grade school, so but I've been watching horror forever. We went and saw that. And then, like, and then my dog, so this is a sad story. And then my dog had to be put to sleep, like, right after we saw Pet Cemetery. practically. It was kind of bizarre. So that movie terrifies me. The book terrifies me, but it also makes me a little sad. But I just think those are interesting stories. And I love, um, how am I forgetting his name? From from the eighties one, and he also did a show that I used to love too. And nobody ever talks it about might this guy. Surprise you, but I have not 
seeing I know, I know. You your have, red. I was, mainly, <laughs> I was mainly focusing. I was mainly focusing on Paula for that question. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I'm gonna have to look it up here. Uh, I like really so long since I've seen it. And if anybody in the I'm still working the, on my my Stephen King research for that episode. <laughs> I'm not on that one either. I know I'm going to talk about two books. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, most of the stuff I'm going to mention, Meg, except for some, I know Meg will be like, I wouldn't read that. I didn't read that. What are you talking about? I didn't read that. Um, Except for some of the book adaptations that are better. I don't, I don't think that'll be the case. I think um, the, and speaking of Stephen King, another Stephen King one is, I think Misery is a great, fantastic adaptation. I think next to um, like Stand By Me and Shawshank and that stuff. And then I have one on here that I think is actually better than the Stephen King book. Um, But I think- You're taking my list. (laughs) Oh, really? I'm like, what? (laughs) I fall for it. But I, um, I, yes, the adaptation of The Green Mile is good too. Yeah, I think Frank Darabont really knows how to adapt Stephen King stuff, which he didn't do Misery, of course. That's Rob Reiner. But I do think he knows how to do that. Like, um, and I didn't read The Mist, but The Mist, I, The Mist is one of my favorite horror movies. I think it's so good. Uh, but yeah, so I think Misery is, I think Misery is great and it almost borders on being better than the book, actually, I think. I think some of the way they show certain things in the movie as opposed to the book are better. Um, like the way, um, spoiler for a 1980s <laughs> but the in way, years, I think yeah, <laughs> the way the sheriff is killed in the book versus the way the sheriff is killed in the movie. And I understand why they really changed that because in the book, he's like run over by a, by a riding lawnmower. And in the movie, he shot with a shotgun. So it would have been, I think, because of what Rob Reiner was going for, I think it would have been a little bit different. And when she, when Annie Wilkes hobbles him in the book, she uses like, she like uses, doesn't she use like an axe? I think she uses an axe or something. I think Paula's, oh, Paula, did, did you read it? Did you? I haven't read that one yet. That one's on my oh, list. Okay. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then. But no, it's, uh, I'm 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 familiar enough with the story though. It's not really spoilers for me though. Yeah, I think that's what she does is the axe and stuff like that. So it's yes, very epic movie scene. Yeah. Very epic. I was re-watching Misery not too long ago and that movie, talk about holding up. I mean, that movie is incredible. Yeah. That's a, an excellent movie. Even if you don't like horror, I think it's really good. Um okay, and then my next one is Gone Girl, which I think is I read Gone Girl on a plane last uh, when I went to California a few years ago. And because I wanted to read it before the movie came out. And while they changed some things, I think it's an absolutely perfect adaptation. And it's probably a lot of that has to do with the fact that Jillian, who Finn, Flynn, 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 Flynn. thank you, Finn. I don't know where I'm getting that from. Jillian Flynn, who wrote the book, she wrote the uh, screenplay. So I think that helps a lot. And I just think it was so well done. And the the book is excellent. If you haven't read the book, definitely read the book, even if you've seen the movie, because it's just written so well. And you can see the performances captured these characters perfectly, too. I think it was perfect casting, frankly. So that is another one. 
Um, yes, and Carla agrees with me on that one, of course, because I'm right. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to go with um, "Girl Interrupted," which we have mentioned in our mental illness portrayals episode. Uh, I think there's a lot of differences between the book and the movie, but um, as someone who has her own personal experience with that stuff and has been in a hospital when she was a teenager, it really is a very personal story. And I think it's really well-written. And I think the movie adaptation is really good, especially Angelina Jolie, what she did with that role and when she was speaking out and, saying beautiful, wonderful, amazing things for people who do have mental illnesses. I, I know there are issues with her, but I will always have a soft spot in my heart for her because of that role. So I have to mention that one. And then I actually have more than I thought I did. Cause I'm writing more down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Watership Down, which is part of the reason I, I know most of the bunnies are good in Watership Down, but some of the bunnies are evil and that's where my bunny thing started but that's one of my all-time favorite movies, and I'm not an animation fan, and I shouldn't have seen it as a kid. That's not a kid's movie, frankly. Um, but the book <laughs> is good, too, and I think that's a great one. That's it for me. I'm sure I'll probably think of others while we're going along. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I added more to there. But those are the ones that – and I don't think I stole any from anybody, right? I don't think you did. I don't think you did either. I think – well, and that's the thing is, like – like you're telling me movies i'm like i like the movie but i haven't seen i haven't read the book so it's hard for me to be like if yeah. i think it's a good adaptation or not so i'm like yeah everything that i talk about is from a book i like I, i've read the books at least which is why we're not gonna talk about harry potter <laughs> yeah yeah i try to keep it to stuff i've seen seen and yeah. read so i can yeah. compare to compare them yeah because i don't think you could make a fair comparison if you haven't mm-hmm. you know yeah. Okay, so before we go to the ones that are better than the books, we're actually going to do ones that we think were really bad adaptations. So we're going to go negative now. This is where we go ugly. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I would have so many more on my list, to be oh, perfectly really? honest. But I was trying to really be like, narrow it down. So, and yeah, I'm going to hop in right now. You don't even have to ask me. I, know, I, I don't like, even need the prompt. <laughs> The giver, the giver, the giver. So that's I we- actually have never <laughs> seen the giver because I, I heard how terrible it was. So I was like, nope, I'm not letting I'm washing my hands of that movie. It didn't happen. It didn't exist. Um the other thing that does not exist is the Demi Moore, Gary Oldman, Scarlet Letter adaptation. That doesn't yeah, exist. I forgot all about that. That <laughs> softcore porn of I'm wondering if they read the book or if they're just like, hey, this lady bones a priest and has a baby. And like, <laughs> and that's all they got. And they're like, we're going to have her stand in a bucket and wash herself. And that's, that's the whole, that's the whole movie, I guess, apparently. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it was just bad. Like, I wasn't a big fan of the Scarlet Letter because I had to read it for high school. And, you know, when you have to read something, it's always harder to, to enjoy it. But the the movie was just terrible. Um, Something borrowed with Jennifer Goodwin oh, that was <laughs> awful. It was so bad. I just I read the books 
like something borrowed, something blue. And I can't remember if there's a third one, but I, I think it's just the duology. Um, but I read the books and I liked it. And I was like, I it's, and it was still like, okay, well she's sleeping with her best friend's fiance. But when you're reading the books, you get like the nuance and her thought process and you really get to see kind of how it all happens. So you're able to kind of like understand not necessarily excuse or forget, but you can understand kind of what happens. And in the movie, she's just like, yeah, her friend sucks. Her friend's a bitch, but she just starts sleeping, <laughs> sleeping with her, her friend's fiance. And there's just, it, it was so, so bad. It actually came up in my Facebook memories recently being like, <laughs> if you have read, like my status was, if you've read something borrowed, don't go see the movie. If you haven't read something borrowed, don't go see the movie and read the book. It was, it was so bad. And another one is One for the Money, um, based on the series by Janet Ivanovich with Katherine Heigl. Oh. I was so looking forward to this movie because I love the, the, the books are bubblegum. Like they really are. They're like fun, silly, mystery, bounty hunter books. And I was so looking forward to the movie and it was just awful. It, it's like they, these are all books that my issue is they take all of the nuance from the books and they just erase it and throw stuff on a movie. Mm -hmm. um, Divergent. I thought the first one was all right. I think it kind of fell apart from there. And I think that might be the case, honestly, for the books a little bit too. I think it was just kind of rushed into production because it was riding the Hunger Game um, coattails, basically. Um, I agree, Bex. No one needed to make three movies out of The Hobbit. That that book was like this big. The Great Gatsby, I think, was not good. I don't think either of them were good, but especially not the new one. Um, I might get in trouble but I did not like the adaptation of the Vampire Diaries. Like, I didn't dislike the show too much. Like, it, but it was just so completely, it's like they are like, okay, well, we're going to adapt these book series. We're going to name the character, the three main characters, the same names. And then that's it. And that's the only, <laughs> that's the only thing that's the same. So I guess in itself, I liked the Vampire Diaries just fine. <laughs> nobody likes the great Gatsby like nobody likes it they're all terrible people doing terrible things um and then clan of the cave bear was I like I really look for some that I thought were egregious adaptations I think um clan of the cave bear is one of my favorite books of all time and this is like a Daryl Hannah 1980s mm -hmm. adaptation of it and it is awful it's it's terrible. The books are so so good, and it just got completely just yeah. destroyed. And and now I'm very wary of any adaptations. Like they've been talking about making Clan of the Cave Bear. Um, this was pre COVID, so I'm sure the plans got scrapped. But they were talking about adapting it for like Lifetime or something. And I'm like, mm, do you need to though? Like, do we need to do this? <laughs> Um, so those are those are mine. I'm sure I'll think of more because I have been adding more as you guys That's have been what I've talking. Been doing too. That's what I've been doing too. <laughs> like this yeah. one was shit. Yeah, and, and I mean. The cat in the hat absolutely was shit. That's, that's what made me laugh. I don't know why it made me laugh, but it made me laugh. 
Um, but Carla also mentioned the Da Vinci Code, which I didn't read the book, but I didn't like the movie. Um, the Alex Cross movie. I don't know what that is. I don't know about that. Marty read Mar the Da Vinci Code is one of my husband's favorite um, books. He's not he doesn't read very often. He's like, I read, but I fall asleep immediately. So I can't. Um, and he I love Tom Hanks, um, but he hated that movie so much. It was no national treasure. Well, but we made the sequels, though. It was no national treasure. Uh, <laughs> Gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> uh, and see, yeah, so the Great Gatsby it looks like that's not loved. So, oh, it's a James Patterson character. Okay, okay. Hmm. I don't think I've ever read a James Patterson book. Maybe I have, and I just don't know. Why does that sound familiar? Was that was that Tom Cruise in that one, or was it somebody else? I don't know. The only James Patterson books I've read are the ones that were written under the pseudonym Richard Castle to go with oh, the ABC yeah, show right. Castle. And I actually liked the Nikki Heat books, but but I don't know. I think if you can write like 12 books a year, then maybe you need to shake up your writing a little bit because it's, I don't know. That's a lot of books. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that can yeah. be said of a lot of <clears throat> A lot of, lot of writers, I think. Um, so, Paula, what are your list here? Okay. <laughs> my first one is my most hated movie. I hate this. Now I'm nervous. I know. <laughs> probably probably not. I don't think this is going to be on anybody else's list. Um, and I've gotten some hate from, from, from my friends from this one. I absolutely despise Starship Cheapers. Hate it. <laughs> I hate that movie with a fiery passion. That was one of those books. So when I when I when I got old enough, I was thinking what happened. So I'm like, I didn't even know that was a book. Yeah, it was a Robert Heinlein book. And my dad started me reading Robert Heinlein when I got old enough because Robert Heinlein wrote a lot of young adult books, actually. And so he started me. He started loaning me his Robert Heinlein books, and that was one of the books he wrote. He he lent me. And when Starship Troopers came out, he and I were both so excited to go see this movie. I'm going to date myself here. We went and saw it in the Dollar Theater, and it was a waste of money. <laughs> okay. <Wow. laughs> Dollar's not even good enough for it. No, it was, it was just a flaming pile of crap. And this has become like a cult favorite. It has, and I don't get it. It was terrible. I, I think I read something, and I can't remember off the top of my head who directed it, but I don't even believe he read the book. He just took the highlights and made this steaming pile. And then later he did a um, an animated um, series also based on the books, which were slightly better, but still kind of missed the mark. Um, yeah, hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. I'm sorry if you love it. Great. Hate it. That's just top of my list. Wow, I I I didn't know that someday we'd have such a passionate discussion I know, about Starship I, Troopers. But I, that's know it, awesome. I almost I almost want to fight you just because you're so passionate about it. And I like, know it's an odd one to hate so much, but I just hate it so much. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I do not have strong enough feelings about Starship Troopers to I don't either to so. even like pretend to formulate an argument. Like, and, <laughs> like that's never been an issue. I can, I can fight. It's not even like I love the book or anything. I haven't read the book since I was a teenager, but I hate that movie so much. 
Man, I really, I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, does anyone want to defend <laughs> out right. there? Now, Paul is really more of a Battlefield Earth kind of girl. Oh, I haven't even seen it, so I can't even speak to that Look one. Look at Eric. <laughs> you like the L. Ron Hubbard, huh? Oh, my gosh. Um, so, aside from that, while I was uh, while I was watching some stuff for, for the Stephen King episode, um, I watched the new version of The Stand. Mm-hmm. Don't bother. <laughs> Just don't do it. It's It's an incoherent mess. What was the, it, the the show that was based on the Stephen like with the bubble? Do you remember Under the Dome? Under the Dome, yeah. they they did an adaptation of that, and I mean, I've heard that that's not great either. Um, oh no, it's not. But I had I didn't think it was that bad. No, I didn't think I didn't read the book though. I but I didn't think they, I started to either read or watch that one and stop for some reason. I can't remember, but yeah, it wasn't, I heard the um, book wasn't good either. Yeah. I heard neither one were really great. Um, and then the other one, um, the Dresden files books were great. The series, if you haven't read the books, the ser- the, the TV series was good. It was only like one season. If you know, but it wasn't a great adaptation of the books themselves that's kind of one that you kind of have to you really have to keep them separate to to enjoy the series i'm trying to think if there was some other ones that i just yeah it's hard because you feel like because i'm always like god most book adaptations are awful but then trying to like come down with a list i'm like yeah like "Eh." yeah 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 Yeah. oh and so alex cross was tyler perry that's right that's right okay Um, yeah, so, and Bex did a podcast episode, Why Do We Read This, where Bex compared it to the letters from the imperialists in the Americas, like Columbus and Cortez. So go check that out, everybody. What about Watchmen? Has anyone read Watchmen? I'm not familiar with the Watchmen at all. I haven't, I haven't read the... I've only seen it, yeah. Yeah, I haven't read the graphic novels. I've, and I've seen a few of the episodes, but like I said at the beginning, I've been kind of stressed. So like watching a really stressful yeah. show is not what I'm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tyler Perry yeah. and Tom Cruise are, <laughs> they are practically so the same person. <laughs> well, I had, I do. Oh, <laughs> I do want to give an honorable mention yes. of, I haven't seen the movie. World War Z. There's I a, like- uh, well, only because no the movie is so different from the book that's what i've heard the book um and actually i listened to the audio book of it um is fantastic they had this all-star cast of just amazing actors and it's done as um almost as um like a documentary of what has happened after this zombie um. war and so the movie is completely different hmm. so I wouldn't, I, I can't really say that it's a terrible adaptation, but it's just, it's so different from what the book is that I haven't seen the movie because I don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have so. another bad one. Uh, the Percy Jackson movies, I think. See, I have kids, so I'm like, yeah, I read these. Um, I thought, and they're kind of widely panned as being really bad adaptations. I mean, I really like Greek mythology, so I like, and I also really like finding these fun little yeah. divergence from like classically classic Greek mythology and ways to make it more accessible to younger people to, to read it and, and read the stories. 
not all of them because Zeus is kind of a horn dog. But the the movies, they are so much potential and they just completely fell fell flat. Yeah, I don't think I've seen those. Oh, oh, so, Maze Runner was a good adaptation. Sorry. Just... So Carla, Carla hated the adapt. I didn't know. I know what you did last summer was a book. Look at huh. Carla bringing her JLH but slander it's... to podcasts. Yeah. But it's hard because she doesn't like Jennifer Love Hope. <laughs> I don't really have any opinions on Jennifer Love Hewitt. So, and I, I, you know, I know what you did last summer. It's not scary at all, I don't think. Yep, not at uh, all. No. And mm-hmm. and I know when um, Sarah Michelle Geller, you know, she spoke because she was doing Buffy at the same time. And she had to, of course, play someone who was trying to n- not trying to have a hard time running out running the killer. And she said it was so hard for her to do because she was so used to like being a badass. So I just think that's a fun little bit of trivia about that. Well, some of mine, and some of these I will say, and I'll, I'll do that more towards the end. Well, no, actually, I'll start with the ones that are just somewhat disappointing. Like, they aren't horrible. Like, I still sort of like the movies or stuff, but they're not anywhere near as good as the books. Um, I'll start with probably the biggest one is Odd Thomas, which Odd Thomas is a Dean Koontz book, and Dean Koontz is my favorite writer i think dean Koontz is a lot better than stephen king sorry sorry that'll come up when we do our i'm TV gonna show. fight stephen king's the best author <laughs> in the world i've read two of his novellas <laughs> because How i know that's a, I know that's, stephen a king. that's a thing you're not supposed to say in the horror community is you stephen king is way up here and then people look at dean Koontz way down there but i think dean Koontz is an amazing writer and i what i love about dean Koontz is he creates these characters that are so beautiful and lovely and wonderful and weird and strange. And then the way his villains are created, they are so terrifying. So he does good versus evil so well. He also puts in a lot of his books, he loves dogs a lot and he'll put these amazing dogs in his books. So that's another reason I love him. And odd Thomas is it's a series of books and it's about this guy named odd. Uh, because when he was born, the birth certificate was messed up and it was supposed to be Todd and the T wasn't on there. So he was named Odd and he sees dead people and he helps them. And it's a series of books. And it actually the first one makes me cry. The end, I'm not going to ruin it because I think people should just experience that. But the ending, the twist in the end always makes me cry. And I just think it's a beautiful book. And I think Anton Yeltkin did a great job as playing Odd Thomas. I think that was perfect casting. Um, but it just was too, uh, cheesy and cornball and it didn't go for the horror like it needed to. And what they should have done with Odd Thomas is turn it into a TV show because it's got, I mean, he's still writing these. I mean, there's even like a graphic novel or a comic book book or something that he wrote with this too. So this character is like his most beloved character, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that disappointed me. And I will say, I'm just going to say, I think. I can't think of a single Dean Koontz adaptation that is actually good. I think most Dean Koontz adaptations are Me horrible. either. <laughs> he also writes, though, Meg, he writes this book. He wrote this book um, all about one of his dogs, this golden retriever. And it's all about the dog Trixie. And it's a beautiful book. I think you would like it. And he also, and it's not at all horror related. It's like autobiographical. And he talks about what he learned from his dog. And it's a very beautiful book 
Yeah. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Very, very true about Anton. He was a great actor who was taken suddenly and way too soon. So he was great. That's not my problem with it at all. And he also writes um, children, these children novels that are written. Children horror. No, no, no. They're, They're from the point of view of a dog. And from Trixie, Trixie writes these books by Trixie Koontz and all these other ones. So if you don't even like horror, go check those out because he doesn't just write horror. And I just think he's a really good, a good writer. And I'm just sad that most of his books are not, you know, good adaptations. This one is kind of a mixed bag because there's a short story that the movie The Drop was based on, which is with um, Tom, um, you know, he just, just was in that movie. Just say Tom it's Cruise. Tom Cruise. Just it's say not it's Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise it's fine. I mean, that's, that's what it's no, going to be. Tom in, um, you know, Venom, who plays Venom. Tom, what's his last name? Oh. Tom. I just want to know, Meg. I want to be able to get this right, this name right. Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom. No. Tom, Tom Hiddleston. No. no. Anyway, we'll come back to it. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Could you imagine Tom? It's like right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> But he, this, this is a book that's about yes, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Thank hey, you, Jessie. Carla. Thank you, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Thank you both. Um, we love you too, Jesse. Um, so, but in this, this is based on a short story about there's a drop where like people that are like gangsters or something like that drop money, and there ends up being a little pit bull puppy dropped in the drop and Tom Hardy's character ends up taking care of it. And, you know, he's at first, he's like, pit bulls are dangerous. They're evil, awful. And it's all about him finding himself and finding love through this pit bull puppy. And I loved the movie for the fact that, that, that it was great to see a story representing pit bulls for what they really are, which are loving, amazing dogs in BSL. Uh, I have to get that in there. Um, and so I loved that. And I thought Tom Hardy was great, even though I couldn't remember his name, but he was really great. But it just needed more of the dog. And the story had a little bit more of the dog. So that was my only complaint. I understand why, because it's a dog. And they have to look at all these dogs. That all of your all of your picks have to do with dogs. They don't all just <laughs> horror, dogs. horror and dogs. <laughs> it's true. Most of mine do, except for the ones that are better than. But and then here are two that I, well, this one is kind of uh, so-so, but the movie, The Ruins and the book, The Ruins, which a lot of people love the movie, The Ruins. And I find that a lot of people that love the movie haven't read the book. And this is a horror book. This is about uh, people, these young kids who go like on a trip and they're up, like, it's like they get infected with this flesh eating disease or have you read this or seen this movie, Paula? Because you're the only no. one on here that was safe. <laughs> I was gonna say I love. It sounds I love interesting how she doesn't though. Even bother asking me. She's just like, I know you haven't. Shut Meg to the side. No, <laughs> and it's not horrible, but the book is so good and a lot deeper than the movie. And the movie just goes all out for the gore and doesn't. And it was a lot during the torture porn time. So even though this wasn't a torture porn story, they tried to go into that route, and it kind of just took away from it, frankly. So that's, that's that one. And then the one that I hate, this is the one that I absolutely despise. I know there are other ones I do too, like a lot of the Dean Koontz ones, but this one is Lovely Bones. Uh, that was a horrible adaptation. Yes. Because that yes. book is beautiful and amazing. And the adaptation ruins everything about the book, ruins everything that was great about that book. That was one of the most disappointing things ever 
Yeah, I'm, I can't. Just, like I, I see. That's when I read and saw the movie. I can't believe I didn't remember to write it down. <laughs> yeah, that one actually makes me angry thinking about it because it was so good, and it's not like it wasn't being made by someone who is actually a good director. It just was so poorly done. I didn't think the cast was good. I didn't. I mean, having Mark Wahlberg as the father in that was not okay for me. <laughs> Wasn't Stanley Tucci in it? Yes, Stanley yeah. Tucci was the bad yeah. guy. He was. Yeah, the, he was. He was. I thought he. I thought he did a good job. He um, was good, but. But yeah, yeah. I have another adaptation that I didn't. It's not that I didn't necessarily like it, although I couldn't finish. I I'm gonna have to finish it because I'm on a panel later this year with you. Um, was oh. true. Was True Blood. Oh yeah, I haven't. I haven't read those. And either. it's not. And it's not even like I didn't like the show because I did like the show and I was like obsessed with it. Um, when it came out, like I even bought the, the blood orange, true blood sodas that they had. It was like $12 for a four pack. I was fully in true blood, but it just was not nearly as good as the books. And even the books, it was like Charlene Harris who wrote the, the Suki Stackhouse novels. Um, the, the books were really, really good in the beginning. And then the show came out and Charlene Harris was like, well, this is my cash cow. I'm going to keep writing these books long after the story was concluded mm-hmm. and it kind of ruins it. And the show just, I love Eric Northman, the vampire. And we'll talk about it more when we talk about the true blood, but that show, um, just did him such a disservice. Like all of the thoughtful, caring things he did for Sookie in the books, they gave to Bill Compton in the show. Bill Compton. <laughs> I hate Bill Compton. Sookie. Yes, Sookie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and I think, and, and I think Anna Paquin did a good job. I, I like, I am not, it's not even, I think one of the great things the show did that the books didn't do, and I guess spoiler alert if you haven't read the Suki Stackhouse books, um, they kept Lafayette, where in the books he died at the end of the first book. Oh, well, that was that happy. was the major improvement. Everything else, I feel like Alan Ball, who was the showrunner for True Blood. See, this is like I'm like fuzzy on names for half of the shit I'm talking about, but this is the one. Um, he had like a crush. I swear to God, he had like a, he had to have a crush on Bill Compton because he yeah. is like the worst character in the books. He's just a jealous, controlling nightmare. But they made him so much more likable, and I think a lot of it was because Stephen Moyer and Anna Paquin fell in love in real life, and they wanted to kind of keep that chemistry going. But it just it made me so mad. Get. Justice for Eric Northman. <laughs> well, see, that's so funny that you're saying that. And this is a preview of what our episode is going to be like, I'm sure. But it's funny that you're saying that because I haven't read the books. Mm-hmm. I've only seen the show. And I actually, and I always preferred Eric over Bill. Because Bill Compton, to me, was controlling and jealous in the show. Well, And, and I have no, so, and I hated the performance. I'm yeah. sorry. but I have no time for these like when, I, when we were talking about Buffy, like we've talked about Buffy a lot. I have no time for these whining woe is me vampires. Like you're a vampire. Yeah. Live it up. Just, you're a vampire. just accept, accept who you are. No one gives it. No one's going to be like, oh, woe is me. 
I don't even they like they don't even have to bite people. They can they can drink like stop it. Stop it. You don't even have to kill people to survive. Why are you being such a whiny little baby? Grow up, you're 180 years old. Like move on. I want give me like I'm like very much like an Erica Spike. Like embrace embrace the <laughs> the hotness of Vampy. This always this always is interesting to me, Meg, because I know how much you like vampires, and yet you don't like horror. And to me, so many vampire movies are horror films. So I always think that I just think that's an interesting thing because, especially since it deals so much with blood, and mm-hmm. so I don't know, if, I don't know what the difference is there. I think I mean we could trace, we could talk about the like pseudosexual nature, I guess, of vampires versus most other horrors and i think yeah. a lot of the times like most of the vampire stuff that i because i do i love i read vampire books i i it's been so long since i watch or read interview with a vampire that i don't feel like i could talk about the movie versus book adaptation anymore because it's been so long since i've read or watched that or watched it um but <laughs> vampires seem to like kill you in a really sexy way <laughs> And, and that, they are kind of erotic. They're very yeah, erotic. Yeah. They're very, yeah. they're all it's about very, sex. It's, yeah. it's very it's, sexual. Mm-hmm. It's very erotic and stuff like that. And I think that might, it's it's way sexier than like hacking someone up to into pieces or <laughs> like putting them in a room and being like, you have to cut off your own foot or making a human centipede or, you know, putting on a mask. <laughs> Although... I now I now have this very oh, weird man. I now have a very I have a very weird affection now though for Jason Voorhees since we did our horror. <laughs> like I'm never gonna watch any of these movies, but look, it's my husband. <laughs> Please remember some of these names and things for our upcoming horror trivia because these will come up for sure, probably. So yes, and then what? And then Jesse brought up Forrest Gump for the book it's adaptation. In my better list. Than... Okay, so we're gonna get to that soon, I guess. So I don't want to spoil that. I'm sorry, Jesse. Forrest Gump is not on my list because I haven't read that book. I just didn't like the movie very much, and I feel like I'm the only person in the world. So now we're gonna go on to, and this doesn't mean that you didn't like the book, but to book adaptations that are better than the source material, Meg. Anyway. Oh, Children of Men. Excuse me. I, gonna be I loved Children of Men. I have not read the book, but I, I, I really the, I really loved the great. movie. It was so good. Um, so my betters, so we're going to start with Shawshank Redemption, which um, if you didn't, this is one of the Stephen King little novellas I have read, and I can't remember the full name of it. I can't remember the full name of it because it was Rita Hayworth in the Shawshank Redemption. Rita Hayworth in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... I. I mean, it's Shawshank Redemption. I feel like there's not a lot you, you need to say about it. It's one of, in my opinion, one of the best movies ever made. I think it's absolutely a thousand times better than its original source. Um, and that's not to say that the book is, the novella is bad per se, but Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman and their chemistry and what Morgan Freeman brings to what is a pretty small character in the books and how he, it's just, it's so good. And it's just, even without an adaptation, it's just one of the best movies, full stop, that I've ever seen. 
Um, the Green Mile is another one that's based on a series of Stephen King books. See, look at me. See, I read Stephen. I can join your episode. Just take this just part. Just take this part and cut it and put it into the other episode and be like, special interview with Meg about the two non-horror Stephen King books she's read. Um, but but again, I and oh my God, what is his name? Michael Clark, right? Michael Clark, Michael Clark Duncan. Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark. Um, was it just that movie broke Sam my Sam Rockwell was really mm. creepy. Sam Rockwell was that whole so was just it was perfect. phenomenal. It was it was so well done, and it's one of those things where it's like this is a series of books. I cannot believe I enjoy a two and a half hour, three hour movie more than a series of books because that's not something that normally happens for me. Um, normally, if there's a series of books, I want a series <laughs> to go along with it. Um, but it was just, it was so beautifully done. James Cromwell, and I cannot remember the woman who plays his wife um, in it. And it was just, it was, it was heartbreaking. And Michael Clark Duncan it was amazing in it. Tom Hanks was fantastic in it. Um, and yeah, another one is, and it's been a long time since I've read the book, uh, but The Godfather. I... I know it's kind of controversial among people who have read Godfather. Like a lot of people think Godfather, the book, the book is better than the movie. Um, but I personally disagree. I think the Godfather was a fantastic movie and the Godfather two was even better. And that was it. Those are only, only two Godfather movies that exist. So <laughs> we're going to leave it at that. I think that's a universal. Thing yeah. Everyone will agree with me. Anyone who didn't, I'm sorry, I, I keep trying to look at the comments. No, I know, me too. Yeah, anyone who didn't cry watching Green Mile is dead inside. I do agree, Jesse. Yeah. So if you didn't cry, wait. you're dead inside. No. Why? Wait, why is Carla? Carla, Princess Bride is on my list. Car Can we ban Carla from commenting? Because she keeps <laughs> stealing. Actually she's stealing not even here. And she's not even you get here. to go first, too. Isn't this I know. I get, go, I get to go first. And Carla's still here in the comments. Naked <laughs> my stuff. That's um, why she's in the comments. She went, uh -huh. She was like, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's like, she told me, she's like, I don't have enough opinions about book adaptations. Yes, you do, Carla. I, I see them all in the comments. <laughs> right? <laughs> now watch, so she's going to find a way to hack into our chat and get the link and just pop on. <laughs> <laughs> Make a surprise guest appearance. <laughs> Okay, so but yeah, Princess Bride. It's been a long time since I've read that book, but the the movie is just it's it's another perfect movie in my I just I love it. It's it has everything. It has adventure, romance, puns. <laughs> Andre the Giant. You can't go wrong. I'm sorry. It's it's amazing. And another one great. that I think is better than the books and it doesn't mean I don't like the books cuz I do like the books. They're just a bit wordy. Um is Lord of the Rings. I think the I think I think Peter Jackson did an amazing job. I think the movies are phenomenal. Like even the Fellowship of the Ring, which is mostly just like walking. Um, <laughs> but I think I think they are wonderful. This is one of the ones where I will watch the extended editions. Like I have the extended editions still. I don't even have a DVD player anymore, but like I will go buy a DVD player when I want to watch the extended editions. If you can find them, I think you can get them for like $5 at Best Buy. Um, but they're just, they're so good. They're so, you can tell, like you can tell when a director or a screenwriter and the actors really love 
the source material that they're working with. And I think that was very apparent um, in Lord of the Rings. I think it's something that is also apparent in Outlander. Um, but I could never say the show is better than the books for Outlander because I nothing. I have a very special relationship with those books. So, but that's my list. Carla, do you Carla want to? Carla just took one of mine. Carla took one of mine. So you're not alone. I'll let you know which one it is when we come to mine. <laughs> I, I, I think a walk to. I'm gonna. I just responded. I think a walk to remember. I I really like the book. I really like the movie. I didn't think they were one was better than the other necessarily. Um, but a walk to remember gets kind of panned a lot. The movie and I, I love that movie. I love that movie. I, I don't care so much. I love it, and I have not. I have not read Jurassic Park. I, but I that movie, before. I was so scared of that movie when I was a kid. Um, I had to leave the theater. This is what, see, yeah, I'm a weedy. I was eight or nine years old when we went and saw Jurassic Park, and I had to leave the theater um, in the kitchen scene because I was like, you you can't stay still. They're still going to see you. It's not a T-Rex. And I, like, was having a full-blown panic attack in the theater. And my dad was like, here's some money. Go buy Mountain Dew. Oh, no. And sit in the lobby until we're done. I was nine years old sitting by myself in the movie Aww. theater lobby because my dad was like, I'm not leaving. You know, this is going to probably cause a lot of hate towards me. How dare you? I love the books. I love the movies now. I don't like Jurassic Park. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, oh, I, see, I, I was having I a hard time just trying to decide if Jurassic Park was better than the book or not, so I didn't put it on my list. Because I kind of love it now. Because I love I love you for Starship Troopers. <laughs> I, I, <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry. I like, I should, should I say this or should I not say No, this? it's okay. It's okay. How dare I? And how like, dare you? You stole one of mine. You stole one I of mine. I finally got to steal from somebody else. Like, I'm sorry. Paul, I would I would be sadder. It's okay. But literally, Carla's in the comments just <laughs> taking my stuff. So, Panda, you don't like Jurassic Park either? Oh. oh. Thank you. If that's Aaron, true. Aaron has a friend. I have a friend. You guys, hey, you, you are entitled to your wrong opinion. It's okay. <laughs> it's like, see, it's like, it's okay. In that world of horror, sci-fi, thriller, I don't like Jurassic Park and I don't like Jaws. And those are like the big no-nos. Like (laughs) I root for Jaws. I and I root for the dinosaurs. I think the dinosaurs kill all the humans. I I don't think of Jurassic I don't think Jurassic Park of Jurassic Park is a horror movie. Maybe I don't understand. Maybe I don't understand horror. (laughs) I'm sorry, Jeffrey Goldblum is amazing in that movie. I can't exactly. I that, quote him oh, all the time. I don't know. And then the the lawyer, as of the lawyer, getting eaten that was off the, the toilet. Scene. That was the How best. Not- Everybody cheered. <laughs> I, I was like, should I even mention this? I'm going to get so much hate for this. Well, you were saying you were saying that we were going to fight, so you were like, they I mean, haven't been fighting yet. I we're know. An hour. We're over an hour into this, and there's been no fight. So let me just I, drop I this yeah, right, right. grenade of wrongness. Of rightness. No, wrong. 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 (laughs) No, wrong is not liking Starship Troopers. (laughs) (sighs) And then I don't want to be right. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure I have that on DVD and it's still in the cellophane. Like a friend said, they're taking it out just. Just I know I right can't in the take, trash. I can't take it out because it's a classic, and I don't want to devalue it by taking it out of the original. You wrapping. can't devalue it anymore. 
So wait, I have got Carla doesn't like Jaws. Except for the ride at Universal. I was Studios. not a fan of Jaws either, but I'm. I, oh, I thought you. I thought I don't know by the reaction of everybody. So awesome. No, awesome. I'm. I'm just not. I'm just upset about the Jurassic Park slander. Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't believe. Like I left. The Thank you, Carla. So Thank scared. you. I'm not alone in my Star Trek Troopers hate. Thank you. Aaron and I are just completely ambivalent because we're like, what's a Starship Trooper? <laughs> I think it's so funny that I was like, this is, we're not going to get into any kind of fight. So I am going to cause them. I'm going to start a fight. Well, here's, here's the best thing. This is how great I am in my cognitive abilities today is when you first said Starship, Starship Troopers, I like in my brain, the image of Super Troopers came up. <laughs> That would have made it a better movie. <laughs> I was gonna, and that's when I was gonna be indignant. And I was like, oh. "Wait a minute, she's not dissing Super Troopers." No, 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 no. That is not an adaptation of it. Well, look, Bex is Bex, think, Bex thinks the ending is trash. <laughs> so is the rest of it. But you know, <laughs> well, see, I think I think my thing with Jurassic Park <laughs> more people hate me than they hate me. So shorts. Yes. yes. So. So okay. So at, you haven't given yours yet, have you? You you came with the Jurassic Park slander, and we went and on another tangent. We totally. There's another square, isn't it? Oh. No, we are. When okay. is the episode where we all go on with Aaron, and we're just like, these are why. This is why you're wrong about not liking the things that we like. And Aaron will just be like, mute. Mute, kick us all out of the studio. This has not happened yet. So I can't believe your dislike of Jurassic Park hasn't come up yet. That's insane. That's I think it'll I think I think it's because I'm worried it'll make me lose people. She's like, Yeah, I want I want to get you I want you to get I want you to get attached to me before I tell you my wrong my wrong my right Right? opinions that people are wrong about (laughs) disagreeing with. Yeah, and and Jesse's going to take care of a screaming child. Probably they got upset when they heard everybody defending Jurassic Park. Jesse, give it some Mountain Dew. I hear that really calms nerves. So, Paula, okay. give us some of your opinions. So, 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 <laughs> I said it that way. So, I like, like, it's like, Paula. oh boy, buckle up. No. Um, so, Meg, Meg stole Lord of the Rings because, yeah. Um, it's so good. It, it Well, it is. And and my thing with it is is not necessarily... Like, I'm going to get hate for this one. I had a hell of a time getting through the books. It's tough. There's a it lot of just so like... hard. I tried so many times to read those books and I just couldn't do it. I gave up every time I tried reading them. The only way I was able to get through those books was to listen to them mm-hmm. while I was working. And even then I was fast forwarding through them. Yeah, well, I read the books and I liked them, but it was like you don't need six they pages to such a slog. Describe a field, and it's not. And I, it's not that I didn't like the story because I love the movies. The movies are great, but the movies yeah. did, like you said, a fantastic job of cutting out all of the excess that you didn't need, condensing the story, telling the story, even though it's still 
very long because it's three still, movies. It's still a fifteen-hour story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I will again. I will also watch the extended versions. I love the story, but the books were just really hard to get through. So that's my reasoning for liking the movies better than the books. It's, I'm not saying the books are not good because you know there's a lot of love for the books. I just have very hard time getting through them, and I find that I have that same problem with a lot of fantasy books and it's not because i don't like the genre because i do i just usually prefer the well, movies over the books i think so much is it so much of it especially with sci-fi and fantasy is there's a lot of world building and it's really mm-hmm. hard it's really hard to do it's it's a real talent to do that concisely and mm-hmm. and, and really really well also it just yeah, I, like I, the books were just they they just took too much time describing stuff. I don't I like yeah. I know yeah. I know what a field looks like. I don't need eighteen <laughs> paragraphs or four pages well, talking about the rolling fields necessarily. Again, the thing I'm not really gonna get the hate for is the songs were killing me. That was one of the biggest things I was fast forwarding through. It's like, oh god, I don't need to hear another one of these. It just. Ugh. Oh, I, I, I skim, I'm sorry. I was sorry, but because I'm like, there might be words that there might be something I need to know for the books, but, but I did. So I know a lot of people were sad that they were not in the movies. I didn't miss them at all. I'm sorry. They didn't need to be there. The books. I mean, yeah. So anyway, I, I so hate those, me all you I want. Still, I, still I stand on my, you know, all the time. Potatoes. Yeah. Potato. So, yeah, I do too. Paula, <laughs> you're going to get the starship trooper people after you <laughs> and the, the Lord of the Rings people. The Lord of the Rings and I'm gonna get nobody Yeah. So I got I got I get all the hate this one. Nobody's um, coming yeah, for me. It's okay. I'll take all the heat this time. If you've read the book and if you've read a book a, a, a lot of times, then it's really, really hard to kind of take your own mental image about what's going on mm-hmm. and and be able to shift it to the show or the book. I know that's something that happened a lot and I'm gonna say because I'm I, Outlander is the closest thing to a, a, a fandom that I'm in as far as adaptations. And a lot of Outlander fans were just like, these books have been around since 1991. And it was really, really hard to get your own. Like, they're like, I see Chris Hemsworth as Jamie. And I'm like, well, he's a farmer, not like a. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah. they're having, like, they would have a really, really hard time adjusting. Like, even the fact that. Katrina Balfe's eyes are blue instead of brown and like in the books her whiskey eyes are something that's talked about a lot so people were upset and they were upset that the ring didn't look like how they envision it so but I feel like if you if someone who starts watching the show Outlander or watches um, the movie before they read the book it's a lot easier to yeah to superimpose stuff from like the the movie or the show to yeah. the book than it is to adjust your own mental yeah. image. When I find a lot of times, if I see a movie or a TV show that I've really liked, I want to know, is there a book that this was based on? So I can go because you know, there's always more yes. in the book that I want to, that I want to see. So I, I kind of like seeing the movies first That's a good point. and then getting more of the more in depth with the book. That way I don't get that, that bias and then get really disappointed with the movie mm-hmm. that happens so often. Um, but my other one, um, hunger games, I liked the movies better than the books. Um, I really enjoyed the first book, but as the series went on, the books kind of fell off for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I and I know, um, oh God, I'm blanking on 
her name, the author's name. Suzanne uh, Collins. Yes, yeah, Suzanne Collins. I know she was involved with the movies, um, which I think it's, it's always great when the, the author is, is involved with the adaptations because I think it just – it helps to make the adaptions truer to to that. Um, but for some reason, there was just, just something – better about the the movies that i can't quite place it but they're yeah. just just that much better yeah well and my my whole thought with that was i i because they were in my like book adaptations that i really really loved because i do really like the books mm-hmm. um but i think jennifer lawrence was just like spot on for katniss everdeen i thought she did such a great job i think josh hutcherson He's so he's like a little pocket. I want to just I want to just put him in my pocket because he's adorable. But he was a great yeah. PETA. Yeah. Um, the only complaint I had about the adaptation versus the book was, frankly, I don't think they made Gail a big enough douchebag in the movies because he sucked. Like he, yeah, he yeah. sucked in the <clears throat> books. And people who and I was like so, like I'm a grown adult when. They- <laughs> These movies came out, but all these girls were like, "I love Gail because he's jo- uh, Liam uh, uh, Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth mm-hmm. is a Hemsworth, yeah, yeah." <laughs> um, but it's like he sucks, and they and you don't get you don't get to kind of see as much of that in the show in the movies yeah. as you do in the books. But I loved them, and I, I one of the things that I liked better about the movies was the end the ending in the book just didn't didn't give the impact that i think she was going for Mm -hmm. and i think they did a much better job with it in the movie it came across much better um because by the end of it i mean she's 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 suffering from ptsd obviously i mean from everything that they've gone through and i just i think that came across much better yeah in, in the I, same version. I think and, they did a great job with Peter yeah. when he was Yeah. All... Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. Um and, and I'm gonna and, watch the Hunger Games. Yeah, and to and to be honest, I think just on the written page, I just I didn't I didn't really like Katniss that much mm-hmm. as a character, but when I saw her on the screen I I I did like the character better. So I think that might have had something to do with it too. And I didn't read the books, but this was like for a long time, these movies were my birthday movies because they'd always come Mm. out right Mm -hmm. around my my birthday is November 29th. So they'd always come out around Thanksgiving. And so I'd always go on my birthday to see him. So his sad was over. And I, with the Gail thing, I want to comment on that because I liked, I liked her with, with PETA. I was like, that's the perfect combo. But you're on the right side this time, Aaron. Yes. (laughs) That's right. My dad and I went and saw those every year on my birthday too because they came out. My birthday's in December, so that team. was kind of our tradition. Oh, always, so. Yeah, so, yeah. Team I, penis. So, <laughs> so, but you know what's funny, and that's why I think it's interesting that you say that because I, you know, my mom and my sister were both the opposite. They were like, "How can you like him?" He's, and I'm like, "How can you like Gail?" And I didn't realize that he was so different in the book. Well, I, it's not, it's not different. You just, you just see more. I I think it's because of who's playing him because Liam Hemsworth Mm -hmm. is, is very attractive. Josh, Josh Hutcherson is also a very attractive man, but he's shorter, which fine. But, but I think that 
The only <laughs> arguments that they had against PETA, anyone I've talked to, was that he was like they called they kept calling him a simp. I'm like, are you kidding? Look how strong he is. Like he yeah. <sighs> and, he, and and the movie didn't demonstrate like his physical strength nearly as well as the book did, because this he was a baker's son and he like was used to hot like throwing hundred pound bags of flour like right. they were nothing. Um but yeah, I don't I don't understand Team Gale people. I don't get it. I just tell them that they're wrong. That's um, what I said. We had a whole argument about it. It's like the only time I think I've argued with both my sister and my mom about some sort of romantic pairing. Um, but Carla said she actually liked Katniss better in the books than in the movie. Is it because you don't like Jennifer's, Carla? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She didn't like Jennifer Love Hewitt, doesn't. I don't know how she feels about Jennifer Lawrence one way or the other. I think... I think I can see where you're talking about, about liking Katniss better in the books. Cause part of me does too. I, I, especially when books are told from first person perspective, it's really hard to adapt that mm-hmm. into a movie and still get all of the, the, the nuance and the thought process and to understand why Katniss is doing what she's doing and why she's making these choices. She's meh. Yeah. about Jayla. I, I think I think Jennifer Lawrence is is a great actress. I think she's given some amazing mm-hmm. performances. Like she's in one of my favorite Silver Linings playbook. But I think she's a very problematic person in real life. But I think she's a very good performer. But did you have any other ones on your list, Paul? No. <laughs> like, do you have anything else you want me to, I, to jump in on and like just take over? No, nope, I just nope. no, I really I, could, I really couldn't think of any other ones. <laughs> I was wow. racking my brain and I couldn't think of any other ones. I was having a hard time. I'm going to think of like 10 after we're done, of course, yeah. but you know, I, I had a hard time with that specific of like better than adaptations. Yeah. Cause that's why I had so many that were on the list of like, I really, really love them because I also really, really love the source material, yeah. but it's the same for the better, except, I mean, the only two I was like, absolutely. Or three was princess bride, Shawshank Redemption and the green mile. Those were just like yeah. no brainers for me. Well, see, I would say Princess Bride, but I haven't read the book, so I can't say it. <laughs> Don't worry about but it. Princess just... Bride's a perfect movie, so it's a I perfect mean, movie. It's a perfect movie, hands down. Period. End of story. <laughs> Even Carrie Elway's when they when they were talking about remaking it, and Carrie Elway's tweeted, it's like rare to get a perfect movie or something like that. Quote, except breasts instead. But anyway, it's it is the perfect yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, Carla said that's exactly it. Her problematicness, Jennifer Lawrence has tainted enjoyment yeah and i understand that i mean there are a lot of people that are like that um well my list for this is actually pretty long except for i've except for i had a walk to remember and carla took that and we've already spoken about that so i won't talk about that one um the notebook was already somewhat mentioned i think the notebook is better because i frankly don't think um any of his books are good so that's my Mm -hmm. problem I think his books are awful and horrible. So I just what's what's the one with is it Safe Haven or something yes. with Josh mm-hmm. Duhamel? Um, that one was really good. There's actually I'm gonna there's a Destiel fanfic. Yes. I know that, that did they ever finish it? They never what, which finished one is it, it. And I'm so sad. I think it's like a place it's to call home or something yeah, like something that. I can't like remember. That. I will send you the link to it, but it's not finished. So <sighs> So and it's been years. I saw they updated yeah. it a couple of years ago, and it had been like a year or two since they updated it. So and I got hope. so excited, and then nothing. I'm like, this of is why I, I don't. This is why I don't read whips. I can't handle it. 
Also, oh, 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 that's a fanfic, a bingo card mention, oh, yeah, right? Fanfic. fanfic? Oh, yeah. Fanfic, yep. and, and we talked about fandoms. We talked about we fandoms. Did. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe someone, maybe that gives you bingo. But here are some of mine. Uh, I think A River Runs Through It is a thousand billion times better than that because I think the story is so boring. I, it's so boring. And I think the movie's really good. And I want to say, I think Brad Pitt is okay in it, but I think Craig Schaefer is so incredibly good in that movie. And I think he's such an underrated actor. I talked about him before on another episode. I love him. So I think that movie is really good. I think it's so much better. Um, I think Brokeback is good. I think the short story is good too, but I think Brokeback is 10 times, 10,000 times better. I haven't read that one. I haven't. It's a really quick read. So the movie breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, and this is probably controversial. I don't know, but I think Christine, um, the adaptation of Christine, the Stephen King one um, that John Carpenter did. I think that movie's brilliant anyway. I know a lot of people hate on that movie. I think it's a great movie. And I think that's a hundred times better than the book. I don't think the book is very good, but I think, I think that movie is excellent. I'm, I'm always well, curious to know what your novel. thoughts are. The first on novels it. are never as good as, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, people hate on that movie all the time, so I want to give it a shout-out because I think that movie is so good because, well, it's John Carpenter. He's the king. But I just think it's a really yeah. good movie anyway. So I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts on it, but I don't know if it's something that you have on your list. I don't have it on my list. I have not read the book, so I can't, I can't speak to that. But, I mean, I think... I think it, but I'll just speak to the movies really quickly since you brought it up. Um, I love the Tim Curry one because it's Tim Curry. And I thought that was a great miniseries. And I think the movies, the recent movies are really good too. I think those are really good as well. So that's all I'll say. As I think they're actually pretty good. I think they're really well done. I think they're pretty Mm -hmm. creepy. I will say, you know, as opposed to uh, Dean Coons, I think adaptations of Stephen King stuff is usually easier to is usually better than yeah. the books. Like I'll enjoy them a lot more than I will reading a Stephen King book. Stephen King adaptations are very hit or miss though. Though they're either really mm-hmm. good or really suck. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. I mean, I just have more that I think are hits than misses yeah. with him. But so, you don't like Stephen King. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I'm not a big Stephen King. Yeah. I like some of his books. Like I like Pet Cemetery, and I like Misery and, and stuff, but I'm not, like I think a lot of his books, like I've never been able to finish the stand because it just is too long and it just gets boring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, certain ones I, you know, but, but you'll hear all my, I'll, I'm going to lose so many people when during that Stephen King episode, I was like, I was so hesitant to do that, but then we were doing, <laughs> we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about stand by me, which of course is an adaptation of the body, the short story. The sh- the shining is a- is amazing. I I do agree, uh, but I love the movie. I I think the movie is great. I think I- and I think um, I think um, Doctor um, Doctor Sleep. I think Doctor Sleep is a f- one of the best horror movies that has come out in the last decade. With and that's like the sequel to The Shining, and I think that one is so good. And Ewan McGregor is incredible in that movie. So I want to shout out to that one, and then. I will save my most controversial one for last because I think this one will be really controversial. My last one, this one will get you, might get you bingo. So I think the adaptation of out of sight starring George Clooney. (laughs) (laughs) So 
so there's George Clooney. I think one third of the episodes I'm on with you, you talk about uh, out of sight and how sexy That's that movie true. is. I just talked about it on our but I think I, I think the adaptation is so much better than the book, and it's no offense to the book because I know everybody loves that book and the writing, but I think. Uh, what they added to it. Cause I actually had to analyze it for film school. I had to take the script and analyze it against the novel. And they added some stuff that, you know, that frankly, there were some racist undertones in the book, to be honest. And so they changed a lot of that where it kind of, at least in my opinion, there were uh, where that kind of got eliminated. Um, so I think, I think that one is really good. So I don't know if that got you bingo X, but there you go. And then, this is probably going to be my most controversial opinion. I think maybe even more than not liking Jurassic, Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's why know. she brought up Jurassic Park. So this, <laughs> so this one won't be so a bad. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the f- adaptation of Interview with a Vampire is so much better than the book. <laughs> I haven't I read or watched either of them, so it's I been think- so long. But I love the movie, so I'm not going to get mad at you. Um, yeah, unless you talk. Tom though. Cruise is so good in that movie. I do. I think he is the perfect Lestat. I know people hated him in that movie and thought he was the wrong casting choice. I thought he was great. I thought he was terrific. I mean, yes, that does have a whining, sniffling, you know, vampire in it, of course. <laughs> And of course, that movie also got a lot of attention because, um, you know, Christian Slater, of course, was cast as the interviewer after um, River Phoenix sadly passed away. Mm -hmm. So I know other, you know, people also, I think that also tainted some of it for people. But I know the big thing was Tom Cruise. And I thought Tom Cruise was excellent. And I think the movie started going downhill a little bit when Tom Cruise was gone. And he was so good. He was just, I think he was just eating up the scenery. See, this is the thing. I think Tom Cruise is bizarre in real life and he's in a cult and all this stuff, but I actually think he's a really good actor. And I, I love, love it. <laughs> we were on one hand, we're talking about the problematicness of Jayla making it. So it's hard for you to enjoy her work. And then we're like, Again, I know, I know Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is, is good. in a cult and everything like that, <laughs> but I just love him. So, so much. Um, Kirsten Dunst is, um amazing i'm sorry Mm -hmm. in in that and that was probably an obvious of course she's the scariest part about frankly in my opinion that whole movie yeah i have a thing with kitty kid vampires make me me especially when i was talking about like how sexual vampirism is and i'm like and then there's a kid i'm like (laughs) yeah sorry i'm all i'm a little manic so i have another um i think clueless is a fantastic adaptation of uh, yes. Emma, I think it's um, I think I, I think Emma lends itself to a lot of really really good adaptations mm-hmm. more so I think than Pride and Prejudice in a lot of ways. I think it's it's so hard to find the right balance for Pride and Prejudice with Mr. Darcy and Elizabeth to not make Darcy seem like just a, t- a total asshole. Um because he is for a lot of it, but it's it's really hard to translate that kind of onto the screen, especially when you're trying to. I think Bridget Jones's Diary did a really really good job of adapting Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. um, both the book and the movie. And I would say I would probably say I like the movie Bridget Jones's Diary better than the book Bridget Jones's Diary. Um, but I I just wanted to mention Clueless because I think it's fantastic. 
Um, there are also some movies that I love that I haven't read the books for, like Schindler's List. I have not read the book of Schindler's List um, because the movie broke my heart so bad. I don't know if I could handle reading the book, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Bex, I agree. 10 Things I Hate About You is a great adaptation. Oh, yes. yes. Is true. I yeah. I, yeah. I, that was, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I actually think, um, I actually think, uh, oh, the movie O was a great adaptation I'm of Othello. And I think Josh Hartnett is, I love Josh Hartnett. <laughs> I'm a huge yeah. Josh Hartnett. I, I bumped into him a few times uh, when I was in college. <laughs> you did? Like, well, physically yeah. bumped into him? Yeah, once. I physically. And, and anyway, I was at a party. Um, <laughs> but I think there are some amazing Shakespeare adaptations. I can't even believe I didn't put any of them on my list. I know, like, and I did either. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it's so. It's. I think. I think part of it is because it was their plays, so yeah. it kind of feels like they already lend themselves to be put on the screen. Um, I really, really liked Midsummer Night's Dream with Stanley Tucci as Puck and Michelle Pfeiffer and, oh, yeah. and um, Rupert Everett. I really, I like it. I'm not saying it's like great, but, it, but I really, really liked it. Mean Girls is a, is a book, but I haven't read Mean Girls, but that movie is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Season one of Sons of Anarchy. What is huh? season one of Sons of Anarchy based on? What does on? that have to, yeah. What is that based on? Yeah, because I, I watched, I tried to watch Sons of Anarchy, I will say, and you would think that would be up my alley. And I just, for some reason, I just could not get past how mean and cruel it was. And I'm usually okay with that stuff. I'm like, be as mean and cruel as you want. <laughs> <laughs> be mean, but not like that. Not like, sometime we will have to do play adaptations, though, because I think that would be a really good discussion. Yeah, um, and mu- yeah. and we can put musicals in there. Oh, it, it's Hamlet. Oh, Hamlet. Oh. See, I, I even- think. Oh, interesting. I think the Lion King might be my favorite Hamlet adaptation. If I'm being perfectly yeah, honest, yeah, that's a they, good one. They did mm-hmm. such a good job. Like, it, I used to like the Mel Gibson one from time to time because I liked Mel Gibson, and then Mel Gibson went. We all know. Mm-hmm. We all know what happened with Mel Gibson, and talk about tainting. <laughs> anything that you like from someone. I'm talking about totally screwing yourself so I can't watch any of your shit anymore. Um, but I thought Liking was a great adaptation. I think it was such a good way to 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 bring Shakespeare in a way that kids could watch and, yes. and, and digest. Because Shakespeare, and I used to get mad when I saw like, there are books where it's like Shakespeare plays in emojis and texts basically. Mm-hmm. And I first got very like, oh, how dare. But then I remember like William Shakespeare wrote for for the common person. He didn't mm-hmm. write. I don't think he would be thrilled with being kind of lauded up here and not being accessible to everybody. And those adaptations I think are do a really good job. Like the um Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, Romeo and Juliet. I know, I know. Aaron's Aaron's ready to fight me now. I just saw her. Like I saw you visibly have a stroke on the screen. We just talked about this one and how much I hate that movie. Well, <laughs> I kind of hate it too. I'm not. Well, lie. and here's but, the, but I'm not. But I'm not that. even yeah. necessarily. Say, I'm not even necessarily saying like I have an opinion one way or another about the movie. I'm talking about being able to make Shakespearean. 
stories accessible for people who don't have like have a PhD or don't under like understand how to read his plays. And, and I think regardless of how you feel about the Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes version, you have to give credit to it where it had a lot of people who wouldn't normally be interested in Shakespeare, interested in Shakespeare. And, and it was an adaptation that I think William Shakespeare would have approved of because he wanted he wanted it to speak to everybody, to the common person. He was accessible to everybody. And I think regardless of how you feel about it, I personally really, really liked it. I don't like the story of Romeo and Juliet because it's it's it frustrates the hell out of me. But I thought it was it, they, it did a really good job. And I think unlike the previous adaptation, you could actually believe that these were young adults and it did such a good job of making people be able to understand the story and not being so puffed up on itself. You know, though, I will say one thing. I remember uh, when that was out, I was living in Boulder and my roommate worked in movie theater and I worked at uh, that blockbuster and it was the best because we got free entertainment all the time. And there were a lot of people actually that walked out of that movie and left because they're like, this isn't in English and there's no subtitles. How am I supposed to understand that? So I will say that. <laughs> and that breaks my life. So I was a theater major. I, I and I've and I've done Shakespeare. Me too. And like I got I got really good reviews because I, I did one of the last plays I actually ever performed in was a comedy of errors and I played Adriana. And like you it's I feel like a lot of it is if people don't understand what you're saying as an actor doing Shakespeare or Shakespeare, um, you're not doing a good job as an actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Frankly, because I know how much time I spent studying my lines, the books, the, and figuring out exactly. So these are the words my character is saying, this is what I mean. And this is what I need to get across from it. And if people were unable to get that, then that was on me, not, necessarily on them because it's not so people feel like Shakespeare is so inaccessible because it is in Elizabethan English. Um, But the themes and the stories are very common and they are very universal. And I feel like that's kind of why like 10 things I hate about you is does such a good job um, with taming of the shrew, you know, but I don't think, and I mentioned A Midsummer Night's Dream, and like I said, I'm not necessarily saying it's a good movie, but that was the original text for the most part, I think. It's been a long time since I saw it. But they did a really good job of getting the the point of the story across so you could understand what was going on. And that's but, why I think, like, oh, was so good. I thought, oh, yeah. and I know a lot of people put that one down, but I think... And I remember, I think it got delayed a little bit because I think it was supposed to come out right after Columbine happened. And then they delayed it, of course, because there's shooting in there in a high school. Um, it's not in the high school that that happens. Of course, spoilers for Othello. <laughs> for a movie from it's been 400 <laughs> years. Right. <laughs> um, I'm sorry if you don't know the story. This is your own fault. It's not even, you don't even have to pay for it. You don't even have to go to the library. It's just... <laughs> And I think, but I think there's a scene in O, and this speaks to Josh Hartnett. I think it also speaks to to Josh Hartnett's 
performance, but I think it also speaks to someone getting Shakespeare. And there's a scene where you see Josh Hartnett sitting outside his father's, his father, um, in, in the movie adaptation is like a, a basketball coach and he's trying to get his father's attention all the time, but he can't get it because, Oh, it's like the big star. And of course, you know, I mean, everything is that the story, but he's sitting out there and he's got his jacket on and he kind of slowly zips his jacket up and shrinks into his jacket. Mm-hmm. And it's such, there's no words. And it's just such a beautiful scene because it wraps up perfectly who this character is and where he's coming from. And it's kind of the scene that without any, without that scene, I think it wouldn't tie the whole movie together, honestly, because I think it kind of catapults his character. It makes, it gives you a bird's eye view into who he's going to become. And it's a heartbreaking, even though he's a bad guy, he's not a good guy, but at that moment it's heartbreaking. And I just think it's a beautiful, beautiful scene. And I just, I think that movie is so underrated and I I just, I'm glad we. It's been a long time since I, since I saw that, but I remember watching it and I really, really liked it. And I think, and I, and I do have a soft spot um, for movies where they take old text and they Mm -hmm. keep the text and, and the words and put it into a modern setting, like with O oh, and the basketball and stuff like that. Because I don't know if you knew this, but that was not in the original. <laughs> they were not basketball players. In the no original. way. Sure. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the only thing I really like about the entire show or the entire play of Romeo and Juliet is Mercutio. I just, when, he's, when he dies, that's like the best. A box on both your houses. Like, I could go on. Because, and I do think we'll have to do plays. Maybe we'll just do one even about Shakespeare. Because I think we could just do a whole episode about Shakespeare. We are going to be... so many adaptations. You could absolutely do an entire episode just about Shakespeare. Yeah. and Billy Shakes. (laughs) (laughs) As I like to call him. (laughs) And we are going to be talking about 10 Things I Hate About You next year, by the way, everybody. That is on the schedule. Put me down. Me too. Okay. (laughs) So, yes, so we will be doing that uh, next year. We're going to be talking about um, a couple of Heath Ledger things, just to let you know. So we're going to be talking about that, and we're going to be talking. We're going to be we're going to be doing a whole month celebrating Christian Bale, since he is our unofficial mascot. <laughs> so we kind of have to celebrate him. So we're going to be celebrating him for a whole month. So, and so when gonna... you do Public Enemies, I'll we be weren't, there. We weren't planning on doing that. You're going to do it, because so I was in that movie. <laughs> I am zero degrees from Christian Bale. That's how we're supposed to be getting Christian Bale on this podcast. Because we have to have Christian Bale on here. And we have to have Carla help me interview Christian Bale. I'll have my people call his people. (laughs) Yes. I'll find people. But we're going to talk about um, the Dark Knight trilogy, of course. And so, of course, that will lead to talking about Heath Ledger again. So there might be some crying. Christian Bale just Christian Bale just told Carla that he's a <laughs> I don't know why I'm the connection to Christian Bale. Carla knows him much better. They're just That's hanging true. out. They're they hanging out watching together. this live stream together. Hi, Christian Bale. <laughs> and Bex wants all these episodes. So thank you. Yes, it, it should be should be exciting. So, but what we're gonna talk about now, really quickly, is we're gonna talk about our horror trivia event. We're also gonna unveil, and this will be on social media after this, a little bit after this. We're gonna unveil our official horror logo that was designed by Aaron Amos. 
Um, it's a play on our other one, but it's but Aaron Amos did this, and it's so incredible. I mean, honestly, I it's want amazing. This. It's I, so good, guys. It's so good. good. Yes, and see, Aaron, uh, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to let you know that everybody loves this because I know she worked really hard on this, and she tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it and tweaked it <laughs> so long, and she kept tweaking it even after she sent it to me, and I went, "This is amazing." So anyway, so here I'm gonna put up now. Our horror logo. This will be available starting September 1st. So it's going to be in our Redbubble store. Um, if you sign up for horror trivia, for our horror trivia event, and you're going to be a contestant, every single contestant is going to get a pin with this logo on there. So just keep that in mind. You're going to get one of these. So this is very exciting. I think it's incredible. I love I, it. It's I love it. So I can't. I can't be a contestant for a myriad of reasons, but I'm going to, I'm going to like make you send me one of those pins anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just, I love it. I think it's absolutely incredible. I think she did an amazing job. I saw it in different stages. There was a different, I mean, it was the same kind of version, but there was different coloring and what she did was just incredible. And now in the comments, I'm going to put this here and then this is going to be available by the time this drops. This is going to be our only episode this week. Uh, but this will be available on social media and put this up tonight. Here are, is the horror trivia information. Um, so this is a link to a Google Doc that you will be able to link. Everybody can view it. And this goes over the rules. Um, and I real and like one of the rules, of course, is this does cost money to enter this one, but I am gonna make it worth your while. Everybody's getting something. So you're not gonna not get something, even if you don't win. Um, it's just kind of have to do it this way. If you do end up, if you're a subscriber before August 1st, let me know. And you'll let me, you know, when you sign up, it has to be the same email though. So it can't be a different email address. This is only open to us and Canada. I apologize, but that's just the way it is. If you aren't in the U S the way you could maybe work around this is if you have your teammate, since this is a team event, so it'll be two people per max two people uh the reason it's two people is because since this is a 10-week event and one person from the team has to be there for each portion for each 10 for each night i wanted to make sure that if not the whole team couldn't show up for each night that at least one member could so it's and it's a mixture of weeknight and weekends that was another reason i did that we have some great podcast guests line up um bex is going to be on an episode too so uh, Bex is going to be on um, our, um, oh, psychological horror. So Bex is on the psychological horror one. Uh, I know Paula is going to be on a couple of them. Um, I mean, of course, other panelists too. Uh, and Paula is going to be helping a lot with keeping track of score. And you'll see how the score is going to work on there. There will be more information um, as far as like what the prizes are going to be and stuff. Uh, by the time the first one airs, which is the first one is on September 4th. But like I said, you're going to be getting, I mean, there are pictures in that document of stuff we picked up at 50, the 5280 store here in Colorado. That is an 80s store that is in a, the most amazing store in the world. And I got some great 80s horror stuff in there. And so I'm going to try and get some more. You will, uh, there is going to be first, second and third place prize because I think since it's such a long event, it, I think it's only fair to do first, second and third, just to let you know. But if you aren't in the U.S. and you really, really want to participate in this, because I know that that might upset some people because we do have listeners that aren't in the U.S., 
but because of reasons, it's going to be just open to that. But if you aren't, find somebody who is, if you need a trivia partner and if someone's looking for it or if you need some help finding someone, I will. And maybe they can ship you this stuff. So that's how you might be able to get around it. But I won't be able to send you any stuff if you are not in the U.S. or Canada. So apologies, but that's the way it will have to be for this one. Maybe that'll change if we do it again. But I think this will be a lot of fun. We're going to have costume contests. So everybody that's on the panel will be dressed up as well. I'm asking that they dress up in theme. We're going to have themed cocktails. And you can make virgin <laughs> versions of them that make Meg very excited. Um, so we're that's gonna how have you're going to get me into a costume. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have themed cocktails. And when we say and when we say on here dressing as a in, up in a costume, and that'll give you more points if you do that. When we say in theme, it doesn't mean for like Vampire Week you have to dress as a vampire. You could dress as like one of the Corys from the Lost Boys. So you, for instance, so you don't have to. It just has to revolve around that theme. So I'm excited about that part too, because I think that'll make it a lot of fun. Um, we do have some great people that are going to be on some great um, guests. We have some like um, Jen from my streaming bubble is going to be on. We have Rachel um, from sort of brilliant is going to be on. Um, and we have some other people that haven't who's, who's going to Pakistan <laughs> has to do that everybody someone has to do that Carla she brought it up <laughs> someone has yeah. to do that for Carla someone has to dress up as the sax man from the lost boys because if you don't know if you didn't listen to our George Michael episode Carla does not like the saxophone and this has also understand. become a bone of contention between Carla and my mom because my mom loves the saxophone <laughs> easy costume ponytail Vaseline fake sax yeah I'm basically um, there already yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, but anyway, I, th I, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we, it's just, I'm just really excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. We've got some people that haven't confirmed yet if they're going to be on or not. Um, we are, like I said, Neil Frazier is probably going to be on probably the last one who he designs amazing poster art. Um, like I said, we're going to have some poster art available as a prize. Um, and then also green shirt podcast, we're going to have them on for aliens. So it'll be, it's just going to be so much fun. And I'm just really excited about it. Music mentioned that's true, but still no big. <laughs> Uh, and so remember those that opens up really quickly. I cannot believe August is almost here. So August 1st opens up really quickly here. We do still sort of have room for people to be on of your creators, but not necessarily. So that's kind of cool. But please still reach out to me because that could change. If you're a horror creator or you host a horror podcast, please feel free to reach out to me as well. If you if you have any prizes up for grabs, we still have some room for some prizes. If you want to offer anything or anything like that please feel free to reach out to us as well on that. Um, and you'll see the email on the video, but it's our email that it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com, or you can reach out via social media. That's fine too. So it's going to be exciting. So we're going to go ahead and close out here and have everybody say where they can be found. So Meg, where can they find you and Bedwed or Behead? Well, you can find my podcast with Carla, Bedwed or Behead. <laughs> Find us on mostly on the Twitter at Bed Wed Behead Pod. <laughs> you can find Carla on her sofa next to Christian Bale. <laughs> oh, 
And I think we're also on Insta at bed.wed.behead.pod. I clearly do not handle the social media for Bed, Wed, Behead. Um, that's a Carla thing, so I don't know all of the handles. <laughs> so I'm amazing. Um, but if you want to hear my personal thoughts or read my personal thoughts about random shit, um, you can find me on the Twitterverse at Wisconsinac, which is W-I-S-C-O-N-S-E-N-N-A-C-H. And again, blame Carla and Christian Bale for giving me for giving me that nickname many, many moons ago. And if you know where I can watch all of the Hunger Games, because I don't think it's on Netflix. Is it on is it on HBO? Ah, ah there's another one. Oh, was it? <laughs> yes, HBO Max is on. Please there. tweet, tweet, please tweet me at Wisconsin if you know where I can watch the Hunger Games. Because, like I said, I don't have a DVD player, and I only have I have a whole wall of DVDs. And no DVD player. Oh no! Uh, I need is it on to- Disney Plus? There's another one for. <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody who's on Hunger Games also in Queer as Folk? <laughs> well, I can tell you where it's not. It's probably not on Shudder. <laughs> the only thing those movies are lacking are really, really sexy accountants. <laughs> but no, so honestly, for Better Web Behead, our last episode that we just released last week is about Knives Out, which is a fucking hilarious... Oh, it went so long and I didn't say it. it's a really really funny movie you should there's a bingo card Meg swears by I know, I should really Meg drops the F bomb inadvertently um, <laughs> but Carla's, that is not, a bingo. Carla's a bingo hey oh bingo Carla and um, our next one that's coming out is actually about the Marauders from Harry Potter which is very interesting since as we previously discussed <laughs> So if you want to hear my Wikipedia opinions about the Marauders Harry Potter, uh, that's coming out too. So Paula, where can every where can everybody find you? Where can people find you? Um, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Not so much on Instagram, more on Twitter. Um, it's my sandbox. <laughs> well, this is Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I said it like that, but you can follow me on the Twitter at e April Beauty. The e the I'm on the Twitter. I missed you, Aaron. I missed you too, man. Um, but that's the that's <laughs> that was a perfect. You got this is a perfect sign out. I think we're doing a great job. I think so I'm, too. It's I'm really proud well. of us. I'm, very, I'm impressed. Proud of us. I'm very impressed. Um, and that's. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. I'm not, I'm probably not as active anymore because um, Carla finished her Queer as Folk and Bates Motel. There's another one, even though we got bingo. But she finished her watches of those. And I know she was heartbroken and I was heartbroken too because it was so much fun following along with those. So she's going to uh, start Downton Abbey. It'll be great. There. That'll be awesome. Yes. Yes. Car, what was it again? Hashtag Carlton Abbey. Carlton, thank you, thank you. Hashtag. So get that trending, everybody. Come on. <laughs> Hashtag oh. Carlton Abbey. <laughs> Not to be confused with Carlton. Okay, so we are definitely going to get that trending. Okay, sorry. You can follow me on Twitter, like I said, at E April Beauty. <laughs> Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram. at It's a fandom thing pod. 
if you have any feedback, if you want to discuss everybody else's wrong opinions, not mine, feel free to reach out to us. It's a fan of You can find her at E April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capital. And please tell her about how terribly her terribly wrong her opinions about the seminal classic Jurassic Park. Absolutely. Um, is and then explain the plot of Starship Troopers to me. <laughs> it'll be a fun, it'll be a great conversation. Because I don't remember. <laughs> it, but on our but we're not gonna have an episode next week and we're not gonna have a live stream because I'm, <gasps> I know it's the first time since we started this in December that we haven't had an episode. Oh. So I am actually being smart and deciding it wouldn't be smart for me to do this because of the way, because I'm not going to be around and I'm going to be near an ocean. So I'm very happy about that. But we, so, we are, <laughs> so we're taking a week off, just a week. But after that, we're going to be back with Ryan Murphy. Uh, so we're be- <laughs> not the actual man. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, he's not. Unlike, unlike, unlike Christian Bale, we don't actually have Ryan Murphy on this show. Sorry, yeah, often. Ryan Murphy is won't be on. But I thought yeah. you were taking off uh, this week for my birthday, but that's fine. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we're going to be back with Ryan Murphy. We're going to do four episodes discussing Nip Tuck. If I can get yes, self care is very important. If I can, yes. speaking of self care, if I can get through my nip tuck binge without being like, oh my gosh, um, we're going to talk about nip tuck and we're going to talk about Glee. So two very different, but I think those were the two shows that really, really catapulted him. And then we're going to be talking about American Horror Story and American Crime Story. So that should be really interesting. So that'll be a lot of fun. Just remember, until next time, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Thank you again for listening to It's a Fandom Thing. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Our logo was designed by Brooke Belly with cover art by Carla Timmies. Additional research was done by Megan Archuleta. Our Instagram and Facebook content producer and creator is Erin Amos. And our producer is Lila Tafola. I'm your host, Aaron Marlowe. And remember, keep that fandom spirit alive. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.